a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, society seems to be ever more focused on pleasure, and not just pleasure, but also the avoidance of pain. We want to avoid pain for ourselves, for our family members. But what if that's the wrong way to look at it? How should we view the growing pains and suffering that everybody has to face as they go through life? And could that actually be a good thing for us in the long run? I have so been looking forward to this conversation. Uh, Paul Bloom is a professor of psychology at the University of Toronto, uh, and a professor emeritus of psychology at Yale University has a book out called The Sweet Spot, The Pleasures of Suffering and the Search for Meaning. And uh, Professor, we're, we're so glad you're here to join us to have this conversation, not just because it will give us a break from the pain and suffering of political analysis today, uh, but there's some tremendous insight in your book. Uh, so give us kind of the backstory. Why is it that you chose to go down this path in terms of looking at suffering? Thanks for having me on, Boyd. Um, I, I got interested in the topic because I was fascinated by how people chose suffering in everyday life. People would um, would, would go to you know the hot baths and saunas. We go to scary movies that that uh, scare scare the hell out of us. We we go to tragedies that make us cry. Some people engage in BDSM, and I became interested in why do we seek pleasure from suffering? Why does why do we get a kick out of it sometimes? And then as I wrote the book. I began to get into sort of deeper issues. A lot of suffering that we choose doesn't have to do with pleasure, but has to do with meaning. Mm. Like when we have children or, or start a business, uh, any long-term project. And I began to come to the conclusion that suffering is part of a, a full life. Mm. Uh, I love that uh, focus, and you, and you look at something like children, uh, that there is a lot of suffering that comes with all of that, and then suddenly you have this meaning that goes well beyond you know, biology or psychology or, or even evolution. Uh, and so that seems to be part of the, the whole getting to the meaning, right? Children are a wonderful example because there's some evidence that when it comes to pleasure and happiness, actually you know, non-parents have an edge. Um, having children, particularly young children, is quite a slog, a lot of difficulty and anxiety and trouble. And if you look at it purely from the perspective of, of happiness, maybe you wouldn't want to have kids. But parents very rarely regret having kids, and often they describe it, and I would describe for myself, one of the most important things I've ever done. And I think w- what this suggests is, and it's something which I think a lot of people understand at the gut level, that we're not just looking for pleasure. We're often looking for meaning, for for uh, close relationships for purpose for something bigger than ourselves yeah so as you look at those meaningful pursuits uh and this idea of choosing suffering you know i often think of a marathon runner's like that's just a bad choice you know (laughs) you are choosing a lot of suffering uh but it's more than that isn't it it's more than just the suffering itself uh i think it enhances the pleasure but it 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 does uh, tell us a little bit more dig down a little bit for us in terms of getting to that meaning component 
I mean, that, that's a good way to put it, which is if you really just want to have pleasure and joy, training to run a marathon is not a smart move. It's, it's, if, you're, if you're in a shape like me, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's painful. And, um, and, and the pleasure at the end of running, and it just isn't worth it if you do the math. You're much better off to, to just, you know, lie on your sofa and watch Netflix and eat hot fudge sundaes and, I don't know, uh, for some of us, do, do drugs or, or do something else. But if you ask somebody who trains for a marathon, they'll say, well, I'm not doing it for the kicks. I'm doing it because it, it's this challenging project. I'm remaking myself. I, I have this long goal, this, this purpose. And in general, when you ask people what they get the most pride from, what's most important things in their life, they'll tell you things that came with difficulty, with stress, with anxiety. When you ask people how much meaning you have in your life, um, studies find that the people who say they have the most meaning also say their lives are full of, to some extent, trouble, difficulty, anxiety, stress. And I think we, we need to, um, I think the lesson to be learned from this is that a lot of what matters the most isn't directly linked to pleasure or happiness. Mm, I love that. Uh, tell me just a little more about uh, the the difference between kind of chosen suffering and, and unchosen suffering that comes to all of us in a, in a lot of different ways. So that's an important difference. I, I wrote an article in the Wall Street Journal summarizing my book, and I got an email right away from a very angry person who called me all sorts of names and said, <laughs> she, lives with, she lives with chronic pain, and I don't know what I'm talking about. It's horrible. Why am I saying it's good? And it's important for me to make the distinction, which is I'm talking about in my book, suffering we choose. We choose to train for a marathon. We choose to eat spicy foods or go to a horror movie. Unchosen suffering, bad stuff that happens to us against our will, the death of a child, being assaulted, something like that, uh, the sort of suffering a lot of people have in their lives, that's a lot more complicated. And it's not necessarily good. We struggle to make meaning from it. Some people like to talk about post-traumatic growth. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you know, common sense is right. Try to avoid such things. We might be more resilient than we think we are. And it it so happens that uh, resilience is the rule. Post-traumatic stress disorder is the exception. But still, for the most part, unchosen suffering is awful. Chosen suffering, though, could be a source of, of wonder. Yeah, and there, and there does seem to be a softening that comes from suffering, either chosen or unchosen. Um, and I love the way you frame that in terms of post-traumatic growth. Uh, we often don't talk about that uh, as kind of the back end uh, of what we experience from suffering. So there's some evidence that people who have had some suffering in their life have higher pain tolerance, um, are less prone to panic in difficult situations, and are actually kinder to other people. There's something a bit strange about people who've made it to adulthood and they've had very little bad happen to them. Some badness may have a sort of positive effect. But I'm not a huge fan of post-traumatic growth talk. I think it sometimes happens, but for the most part, um, suffering is something we can be resilient towards, unchosen suffering now. Mm. But you know, for the most part, we're better off without it. Yeah, fascinating. Uh, and then so as you look at this as a as a whole in terms of balancing kind of that joy, pleasure uh, and suffering and meaning, uh, what is the how should we be thinking about that? What's the right way to approach that to have a balanced and a meaningful life? So that's the question which motivates, you know, the title of my book, The Sweet Spot. I The big thing I argue for in the book is what you could call motivational pluralism. We want pleasure. That's part of what we want. But we also want meaning. 
And we also want morality and sometimes other things, too, like, like truth or beauty. We have many, many motivations, and we have to balance them properly. I think a life as a pure hedonist would be kind of a bad life. And a life where you're just focusing on meaning and get no joy out of life would also be a bad life. So we have to choose the proper balance. And my book talks a lot about this and talks about people who have made different life choices. And there's no, there's no answer I can give you. That's sort of a decision ultimately everybody has to decide for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a tremendous insight. If you're looking for a great read, it's called The Sweet Spot, The Pleasures of Suffering and the search for meaning. Professor Paul Bloom uh, joining us today, uh, professor of psychology at the University of Toronto and a professor emeritus of psychology at Yale University. Uh, professor Bloom, thank you for the insight. Great book, uh, great Wall Street Journal piece as well. And uh, we look forward to having you back on. This is this is uh, our search for meaning. Appreciate your insight. Oh, well, well, thanks a lot for talking to me. This was fun. All right. Very good. We're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, we're going to continue to look at how education played in to the conversations, the votes, and what comes next in our politics. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.